Welcome to the week three review of the Sports Ids NFL podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. And I'm Drew. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. I got a cat. <laughs> Let's start with the important news. Uh, and yeah, biggest news in the NFL. <laughs> I got a cat. His name's Megatron. He's fucking awesome. Uh, he, I wish you would have saved that for just after um, the thing that comes after the plugs. To bring the mood back up, but let's let's oh. hit the plugs real quick. Okay. Well, well, when we talk about that, I'll I'll just cue you guys to remember that I got a cat named Megatron, and then you guys <laughs> will be happy again. What All happened? Right. Just hold on. We're gonna hit the plugs here. This is, of course, the sportsid.net. You can check us out on Facebook.com/slash/thesportsid. You can email us thesportsid at gmail.com. Once again, just in case you didn't hear, you can email us thesportsid at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at the TheSportsID. Uh, the music at the beginning and end of every episode is from Matthew Maninen of The Underground West. You can check out more of that music at theundergroundwest.bandcamp.com or on facebook.com slash theundergroundwest. Now, I told Ian I would let him do this little segment. So, uh, Ian? Um, Rob Baronis went absolutely fucking insane in his car. Uh, tried to run three people off the road and then crashed it into, was it a tree or a light post? I don't know. He wrecked his car and died. So rest in peace, Rob Baronitz. Uh, the, the kicker, the, uh, the kicker, uh, brotherhood lost a, a valiant soldier this, uh, this week. The only, the only kicker I've ever drafted in a fantasy league, Rob Baronis. Yeah, uh, I. This is coming as news to me. I did not hear that he went crazy and tried to run some people off the road. And for a second, oh, yeah. I thought you were kidding. And then I looked up an article, and no, he apparently threatened to kill he, more than a, like a couple, and then a couple students. Yeah, he threatened to. He he said, uh, "quote I'm going to kill everyone in your car." End quote. Oh, and they no, no, said, no, no. You... they said, quote, what? And he said, quote, I'm going to kill everyone in your car. Okay. To a uh, bunch of quote, college students. The quote I'm reading is, I'm going to kill everyone in your expletive vehicle. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Thanks, I just, Drew. I just thought the expletive was important. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah. When they, when so, they mentioned it Sunday, I was like, oh, man, Rob Baronis was probably a good guy. And now it's like, eh, well, if you drive like an idiot and threaten some people, I don't feel so bad for you anymore. Yeah, he just worked out for the Lions, and he was probably most likely out of the four or five kickers to be signed. He was probably at the top of the list. Oh, I mean, he should have been. That's, that's unfortunate. Maybe maybe that's why he went nuts, because he got the call that he was going to go to Detroit. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you're a lion. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> the way too soon. I got a cat. His name is Megatron. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah, you got a cat. Never forget my cat named Megatron. <laughs> oh, let's move on. All right, week three, let's do the pick <laughs> review. Uh, Daniel uh, led the pack with 18. Oh, sorry, that's not right at all. Led the pack with 12. I'd say there's not even 18 games in the week. Yep, typo. Uh, I got eight, and Ian got six. Um, the listeners... Still did better. Uh, well, Graffy did. Oh, I did not mute my phone before we started mute. recording. My bad. <laughs> mute your fucking phone. Who did, who declined your trade offer? Uh, no, it's uh, Fantasy Baseball telling me I haven't set my roster in two months. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Graffy hit 13, one more than Daniel, so he is still on top with 32 overall. And Jason had another good week. He had 10. So he I'm coming is for at... that ass, Graffy. <laughs> he is at uh, 26. Six overall? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so the overall standings are Graffy, 32, uh, Daniel, 27, 
Jason, 26, me, 22, and Ian, 19. Yeah, bringing up the rear. <laughs> yep, so them's, them's the picks. It's easy just to pick names out of a hat. That's what Buckfell Gravy does. He's no skill. Oh. He doesn't watch it. <laughs> oh. e- email your rebuttal to the sportsid at gmail.net, Graffy. All right, so Thursday night review. You guys want to talk about the uh, the travesty that was Tampa at Atlanta? Yeah, as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what you got? Uh, you know, the Bucks just got awful. I don't think uh, – there's like – one play in the first quarter where three linebackers went to one player and then just left the other two open, and they start arguing with each other. Uh, they're just – when the, the Falcons' defensive line is getting pressure on your quarterback, you, you know it's going to be a long day. Yeah, they and, uh, had their first three sacks of the season in this game. That O-line was awful. Didn't they trade, like, for Logan Mankins? Yep. Poor Logan Mankins. Yep. Don't be hating on Lovey Smith so quickly, though. He's got a three-year three-year plan. <laughs> yeah, the plan is collect a paycheck for three years and then sign with another team. It, he, he, if unless in that three-year plan he finds a quarterback, this it ain't getting done. I mean, I don't know. They lost two games. They lost to the Carolina team with Derek Anderson. They lost to the Rams, and then probably like their first real NFL test, they get beat fifty-six to ten. So I mean. Oof. Yeah, that's harsh. 56-14. I'm sorry. They had two touchdowns in the fourth. Yeah, they were scoreless. In <laughs> Don't want to short them. Don't want to short them those four. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other really notable thing in this game is that Devin Hester uh, broke the return touchdown record held by Deion Sanders uh, at 19. He was tied. He returned a punt. I want to say in the, was it the second or the first. Is he back? For, uh, for 20. How did, he for, how did he force a fumble? Hester, uh, was it him that fumbled, Daniel? I can't. Remember. I watched this game and I can't remember who. Oh, a receiver no, fumbled or something. Yeah, Harry Douglas fumbled, yeah. I believe. And then he recovered. The, the defender picked it up and then he forced the defender to fumble. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Poor Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even, that's what kind of game it was. Yeah, even that's what kind of game it was. Even when it went their way, it didn't go their way. Like. <laughs> Oh my god! Like they kept losing Julio Jones. How do you lose six foot three, probably the second or third best receiver in the game? How do you lose that guy? Like, oh no! Forget about him. Let's start, let's double Harry Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were daring Julio to beat them. Oh gosh! Oh, and he did. It sounds like. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we can move on from this game on to the San Diego Buffalo game. I'm currently watching that as we speak. It was like the one game I did not see. Was that a boring game? I feel like it was a boring game. No, the boring game was Oakland versus New England, but we have time to get to, We'll get to that later, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. I just didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything, any highlights from this game. Nothing. I didn't watch any highlights, didn't hear any news, anything exciting happening, so. Okay, well. Um, and I obviously didn't watch it. Yeah, this, I didn't get a chance to watch this one. Um, San Diego. Oh. <laughs> All three of us. Oh, yeah. Three. yeah, San Diego <laughs> apparently beat Buffalo twenty-two to ten. Um, if you want me, to, I'll, I'll read you the uh, the scoring summary because even this sounds boring. Uh, Eddie Royal three-yard pass from Philip Rivers, nineteen-yard field goal for the Chargers, forty-five-yard field goal for the Bills, thirty-seven-yard field goal for the Chargers, five-yard pass from Eddie Royal or two Eddie Royal from Philip Rivers, and an eleven-yard pass to Fred Jackson from EJ Manuel. That was I know. scoring. I know Philip Rivers and Mike McCoy had no respect for my fantasy team as they stopped passing. <laughs> I know that. Well, I mean, like, the, the two touchdown passes the Chargers had were five and three yards. That sounds pretty boring. Fred Jackson well, had an 11-yard one. And then the other two points came from E.J. Manuel's intentional grounding in the end zone. The, prop, the, the, most, the biggest storyline from this game is now that the Chargers are down to their third-string running back, Donald Brown. They lost Danny Woodhead. Ryan Matthews has already been out. Uh, I think it's the second week he'll miss coming up. So, <clears throat> you know, if you got Philip Rivers on your fantasy team, which I do, he'll start airing it out soon. And uh, you know, somehow the Chargers just keep going. They keep keep winning. I don't know how. But... Donald Brown had 31 carries for 62 yards. Yeah. Why would they give Donald Brown 
the, the ball 31 times if he's only getting two yards per carry. <laughs> they would, Buffalo just never really threatened them. Uh, never threatened them. It looks like Buffalo had 11 penalties for 101 yards. Wow. So that's probably the story of this week. I was was that like, offensive or defensive penalties? Uh, that's just the summary I would have. Because they're like one of the lowest penalized defenses in the league. Yeah, I would have to dig into it to find find the penalties. Um, I think this is long enough to talk about a game that none of us watched. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to uh, t- Tennessee at Cincinnati. Cincinnati won 33-7. I saw this game. Good. Tell us about it. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to know? Tennessee got, got raped in this game. Excuse my language, but that's, that's really what happened. Daniel, come on. It's what happened. <laughs> This is bad. I mean, I guess Ryan Suckup did did miss a couple of field goals that maybe gave him six early points, but oof. You know, I was going to come on here and kill Jake Locker, but after seeing what the Cincinnati defense did to Matt Ryan, Ryan a week ago, I can't be too upset at Jake, but oof, this is such a blowout. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is probably the best quarterback on the field again for the second straight week. <laughs> Oh man, dude! That, I mean, that was it was almost picked off with the pass, but yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. What did what did what did you tell me, Drew, when we were when I told you that he threw threw another touchdown? What was his stat line in his career passing? Oh, I can't. I uh, I gotta look it up again. I can't. So he's like four for four for a hundred and five yards and four touchdowns or something like yeah, that. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, passing career, he is yes, four for four, 166 yards, two touchdowns. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we know who their fourth string quarterback is. Yeah, that was oof, that was crazy. Yeah, was they they you know Bengals just do what they do again. I mean, if you're a bad quarterback, you're not beating this defense. It's impossible. I mean, even a good one may not be able to. They just blitz the hell out of everybody. Somehow they're second. Test that whole secondary right now for HGH because I don't know how Terrence Newman, Leon Hall, and Adam Pacman Jones are still balling out covering guys one on one. I read this. I read this stat the other day. The Bengals have only trailed for fifty-one seconds this entire season. Ugh. it's crazy. That's nuts. I mean, they've dominated everybody. Absolutely everyone. Yeah, I think what. Can I read the Tennessee Titans drive results? Yeah. Missed field goal, punt, missed field goal, safety, interception, punt, interception, punt, punt, touchdown, turnover on downs, end of game. <laughs> oh, they were about to come back. <laughs> if, if there was just another hour of football to play, they might have, <laughs> they might have pulled it out. Uh, why is Jake Locker under top performers with 185 yards and two interceptions, Drew? I told you I pulled that from ESPN, and it computes it by yardage automatically. And... We need you to, to to be a little more discerning in your top performance. <laughs> right, right. Okay, okay. Andy Dalton passed for 169 yards. Jake Locker passed for 185. Otherwise, they looked pretty similar. Locker threw two interceptions. Dalton only threw one. But they no, were stop, ter- stop. No, they Don't. were both terrible completion percentage-wise. No, 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 stop, okay? Your stat love is ridiculous. If you watch this game, there's no way Andy Dalton looked like and Jake Locker were on the same There it is! There it is! There. You I'm, said Jake Locker again. Don't give me, I'm so angry. I can't believe the same stat And you're giving me the stat. That line looked alike. I don't oh, I just almost cursed six times. I'm so angry. <laughs> Eddie Dalton was like, oh, if I complete this, who cares? If I don't care, I don't it. Throwing, they were throwing passes to the quarterback. They were playing around this game. Uh, Who's next? All right. Uh, next, we got Baltimore over Cleveland, uh, 23-20. Oh, oh. It's so heartbreaking for Cleveland. Poor Cleveland. I feel so bad for them. This, did, do, you guys, who, do you guys watch this game? I did not. No. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, my heart. I, yeah. Let me say something. I really like – this team is well coached because – Ain't much going on talent-wise on the Cleveland side of the ball offensively. But uh, everything that could go wrong in that fourth quarter went wrong. They missed a field goal, had a field goal block. The return man somehow doesn't fair catch a ball at the 18, letting it bounce inside the seven. They get pinned. Then they get like a third and seven, got a chance to 
to run out the clock at least three times, can't get a first down, and then Steve Smith Sr. just killed them on that last drive a couple of times. It was just any way you could think of how we could blow this game, they did. Just unbelievable. The Ravens had no chance. They had no reason to win this game at all. They were terrible. I can hear Megatron freaking out right now. <laughs> I was going to ask if you got – I didn't want to say anything. I'm going to let him out. He's in the other room. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, I don't – I don't. didn't get to watch this game, so I don't have anything to add. So we, I mean, we, I, I'm, still on the, I'm still on Brown's bandwagon. I still like Brian Hoyer. I still really hope that they do, stump, do something this year. At least, like, maybe 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight would be – they look like they're not going to be a team that's going to get blown out. They'll be in every game each week. But I I just – I luckily they have their bye, or maybe unluckily, I don't know. depends what type of mentality they take after this loss. Um, that can that, That's the type of game that can really send you like a four-game losing streak if you're not unified as a team because that was just brutal, just absolutely brutal. Yeah, you said it, man. Steve Smith Sr., who's who, – who, who all expected him to do this well this year? Not I said the cat. I thought he'd, you know, draw about the same numbers he usually gets. But uh, he's playing at Pro Bowl level right now. I knew he would. That's why I drafted him. I knew uh. he would. Yeah, I didn't right. think he'd be awful, but I don't think anybody thought he'd be this good. Who the fuck else is Joe Flacco going to throw the ball to? Yeah. There was a guy named Torrey Smith, but I don't know what the hell happened to him. <laughs> I think he just stays home on Sundays now. He changed his name to Steve Smith and aged himself 10 years. <laughs> Did you guys see Dennis Pitta's uh, hip injury? Uh, I saw oh. I saw them play some replays of it. Terrible. Like, yeah. hip just, like, comes out of its socket. Oh. And, nobody, and nobody even hit him. It was like a non-contact. He just turned up field. The hip gave. He just dropped. And oh. the, rest, the rest like, oh, my God. Like, you okay, bro? Dude's just screaming. Oh, no. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was vicious. It's That's nasty. horrible. Let's talk about the game of the week, W E A K. I assume I assume you're talking about Dallas at St. Louis. Uh, Dallas winning thirty-four yeah. to thirty-one here. No, that was definitely not the game of the week. But Dallas barely scraping by in St. Louis. The game of the week was Kansas City versus Miami. But since you know, <laughs> not going to ruin your joke too much. It's Dallas really? St. Louis. Explain Dallas to me. Daniel, explain. explain. It's simple. I got you. We have we, the Cowboys, <laughs> have a great offensive line. They have a great receiver, and they have a running back who, after his obligatory first quarter fumble, is turning into a great running back. Contraction. I mean that, Yeah, and then defensively, it is just pray, just pray, just hope somebody messes up because I don't know, like Austin Pettis summoned the spirit of Kurt Warner. And just absolutely lift this team up. I couldn't believe so. Austin Brian, Davis? Whatever. Oh, that's a receiver, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I would have yeah, let it go, Davis. but that was confusing. I, I was confused. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is what Dallas is going to be every game. Every game. Their offense is going to – they're going to run the ball on anyone. They've run the ball in Tennessee. They ran the ball against the Niners. And they ran the ball against uh, the Rams. And all three of those are pretty good defensive fronts and guys, you know, who can shut down the run. It doesn't matter because that line gets out and hits the hell out of everyone. But uh, how about uh, how about Jared Cook pushing his rookie quarterback after he dropped a touchdown in the end zone? <laughs> yeah, what a what a what a tool move, man. Yeah, yeah, what a fucking dickhead. Yeah, that's just a guy being an asshole. And it puts you in a bad position as a quarterback because everyone looks like it's like if someone pushes the boss at work. You know what I mean? It's like, what does the boss do? Do you like? Let it go, or do you like scream at the dude and possibly, you know, lose the team or lose this hardworking guy who's well, helping you? As soon as, well, uh, um, as soon as it happened, uh, I think it was an offensive lineman or maybe a defensive lineman immediately grabbed Jared Cook by the collar, and yeah. Austin Davis walked away. You know, yeah, he was, yelled something at him and then walked away. But it's a little embarrassing, man. To be honest with you, yeah. I just saw that moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just watched this game about an hour ago on the walk home, and um, that that first quarter, man, the Rams. Well, I don't know if it was 
Dallas's defense make the Rams look good or the Rams just having some uh, offensive creativeness. They just kept finding first downs, it seemed like to me. No, it's it's the Dallas defense. Don't be fooled. They're terrible. <laughs> They're absolutely terrible. Did you see the pick Bruce Carter guy? Just Austin Davis threw it to him. It's like, yeah, oh, oops. They didn't get any, they get any pressure. They never penetrated. Zach Stacy got almost seemingly five yards of carry. Claiborne fell down. Yeah, numerous times. Um, <laughs> but At least yeah, once I mean, for a touchdown that I saw. They got 31 points against the Cowboys. I mean, that's it. They, they scored 31 points combined the first two games? No. Like, come on. <laughs> Dallas is a bad defensive team that will go 8-8 eight and eight because the offense is so good. That offense is head-to-toe is probably the best in the league, talent-wise. I, I don't think there's a doubt about Who's that. Who's their second receiver? Uh, Terrence Williams. Okay. But right now what's happening with Dallas is that they're running the ball so well is that Tony's able to throw, you know, He's getting wide open throwing lanes that he usually doesn't have. You know who's their who's their backup fullback? <laughs> Jason Witten. You said head to toe. <laughs> so I mean, you know, Dallas got to win. Get on, move out. Who do we play next week? Who we're we gonna lose next week? Uh, I mean, you have to now. <laughs> I, I was wrong. It's gonna be win two, lose two. This season. Well. well lose one. That hurts. It was close. I was close, though. I picked St. Louis in this game. There's a reason I only got five right this week. I'm going to start picking against Detroit every week when they're not playing the Packers. (laughs) Go for it. You're going to get a lot wrong, then. (laughs) When they're not playing the Packers. Did you hear that last part? When they're not playing the Packers, you're going to pick against them? Yeah. Meaning he's still going to pick against the Packers. Um, Dallas plays the Saints next. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I knew we were getting beat next week. I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, they're the Sunday night game next week. Oh, don't worry, everybody. You can go to bed early, get up ready for work on Monday. <laughs> You'll be fine missing this one. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> All right, Drew, let's get to it. Yeah, let's woo. Let's do uh, Detroit's uh, – uh, oh, I don't want to call it a stomping, but Detroit's solid No, no, win. no, stomping is the right word. No. This Detroit's solid win over Green Bay, nineteen to seven. This is the least amount of points that Aaron Rodgers has ever scored in his starting quarterback career. Yes. Yeah. This he, is also the first time he's ever lost to Detroit in a game in which he started and finished. Yeah, he was nine and one against the Lions before this game. Nine and zero. Oh, if no, in you, games he started and finished. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but in games he. Played, um, um, yeah. Detroit's, Detroit's offense was not good. Hey, neither was Green Bay's. I thought no. <laughs> I thought I thought Detroit's offense was actually just mistake uh, mistake prone. I thought they were. I thought they moved the ball pretty well. Both their turnovers came inside Packer territory, which I, is the worst place to have I, them. <laughs> understood, understood. But this wasn't like Green Bay who could like barely manufacture drives. This was. I thought I thought Detroit shot themselves in the foot. I thought this game should have been thirty to ten. This should have been a blowout. If you look at how it was played on the field, there was no reason Green Bay should have been in this game. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They they couldn't block four linemen with five. I watched that game. I watched it in slow motion and just watched the offensive line play. Detroit rarely blitzed. They just lined up four people, and the Packers would have five on the offensive line, maybe even a running back, and they. Still couldn't block the okay. Lions. Uh, yeah, I'm telling up, you, Detroit. Any, just heads up any of the Green Bay running backs in pack, pass protection, you might as well just have nobody out there. Uh, D- I've been saying it since, I mean, probably last year. Detroit has the best defensive line in football. That's that's arguable. I mean, they. I mean, in my defense, or in the Packers' defense, they were playing against the worst offensive line in football right now, probably. But they get penetration against everyone. Oh, true. Yeah. They, I, I mean, I watched I watched the defensive highlights from last year, and in every single game, they were they had pushed the offensive lineman like six yards in the backfield. It's I mean it's, it happens every single game for a good part of the game. Yeah, they've got, they've got this one of the strongest defensive lines. I don't I don't think anybody's going to argue with you. I have a hilarious stat for you, real quick, Drew. You're going to like this. Uh, hit me. The Packers have this play. It's toss play. Right? Yeah. It's never worked, right? You know, okay, no, no, uh, no. Listen, listen, no, listen, Drew, listen. They ran, Drew, they ran the play six times on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Guess for how many yards? Negative 20. No, 15 yards. Oh, all right? Wow. Six times for 15 – oh, no. Six times for 12 yards. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure all six times I'm I was not done. screaming at my television. I'm not done. 15 of those 12 <laughs> yards came on one play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's one of my uh, problems with this game was offensively there was no adjustment. Like, not only did the team not look good, including Aaron Rodgers. In fact, starting with Aaron Rodgers, offensively the team did not look good out, out there. Uh, I think the play calling was atrocious uh, for probably the third week in a row, uh, and that's not even going into last season. Um, McCarthy is, I don't know, he's just really struggling with play calling lately. Um, but some of the blame on that also falls on Aaron Rodgers because he he doesn't call the plays, but he can adjust them at the line. And you know he's he's not he's either not doing it right or he's not doing it enough. Look, I understand what you're saying, but this this offensive line issue at Green Bay has been at least three seasons now. And you can say play calling, and you can say adjustment at the line. I don't care what adjustment you're going to make when you can't block somebody. I mean, if you guys have – they had seven people in coverage every single time. Uh, DeAndre Levy and Steven Tulloch, RIP his season, probably are like the best linebacking duo in the sense of like sideline to sideline plays. It just – it's just – I give the Packers a little bit of leeway because they had to play the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Lions. That's three of the best defensive fronts, but – this, I mean, how are they this bad still? Still. Like, this is unreal. Like, they're turning Aaron Rodgers into mediocre. Eddie Lacy. Uh, <laughs> 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 I have no words for him right now. Yeah, I don't know. He's getting Trent Richardson uh, love just in the sense of, like, he's not running well and maybe it's the line, but when they give the ball to Starks, he looks okay. So I don't know how much it's the line, how much it is Lacy. You know, it, it may be the time to reevaluate what we thought of the Packers. They're definitely not a thirteen and three team like I thought. They were. Oh no, no, no! I after seeing them against the Jets, um, I, I realized they're not a thirteen and three team, and I kind of reevaluated down to nine and seven, I think. Um, so we'll see. You you mentioned R.I.P. Uh, Tulloch season, yeah. Uh, Tulloch tore his ACL. While uh, while celebrating a sack with a hip thrust in midair, and then when he landed, you can see his knee just go out, and it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm upset about Tullock's injury, but um, I mean that's gonna happen. You're gonna have freak injuries like that. I don't blame him. I don't blame anyone for it. It's just a freak thing. You know, and that's I mean that's just the way it happens sometimes. Yeah. I have no, I have no real like negative emotions toward it or anything. Like I would be doing the same thing. Uh, I have a negative emotion, but it is not towards Telic or anything like that. Uh, it is actually towards uh, Packer fans who are like, "Ha ha, karma." Well, if it was karma, wouldn't Clay Matthews have torn his ACL by now doing that same celebration? Like, come on. Yeah, it settle- just happened. Yeah, it happened. Tul- settle the fuck down. Telic's Tull- an old man. I just, I'm sorry, I'm just very upset because I was at work all day, and all day people were talking, basically implying that like, it happened because God loves the Packers and hates Stephen Tulloch, and I just think that's fucking ridiculous. I mean, that just shows the intelligence level of a majority of Packers fans is that that's what they took away from this game. Not that their team was terrible, but that Stephen Tulloch injured his ACL celebrating a sack. Oh, deep down, they knew that their team was terrible. They just didn't want to think about it. They wanted to stuff it down underneath the cheese curds. And That's even worse. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have to say about this game is it's the third straight one and two start from the Packers, and they won the North still the last two times, so they're not out of it yet. Um, but I definitely think that Detroit, um, this could be their year, man. They could they could win the North with, uh, with Green Bay struggling. Screw. Stop right there. Just stop. What? Don't say it. Don't say what? Don't say it. Am I jinxing the Lions or what? Anything could happen. <laughs> okay. It's, it's called reverse jinxing. That's what he's doing. <laughs> it's heat praise from the other team while hoping that it actually doesn't happen, lowering the expectations of your own team. We, we, started the year, we started the year real solid last year, and we were at the top of the North. It was ours for the taking. Rodgers was out. Cutler was out. The Vikings were still terrible. And we just couldn't do it. Finished seven and nine. Uh, 
I just, I'm, Drew, I don't want to relive that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm like, I really do like Detroit. If they were in the AFC, they would be my favorite AFC team. The only reason they're not one of my favorite teams is because they're in the same division as the Packers. I really do like the Lions. Oh, God. We can That's, move on. What? Yes. That was, I'm not even going to get into that statement. I would never say that about anyone in the NFCs. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Indy won 44-17. Real quick, I'll hit this one. I'll watch this game. Okay. All right, Colts can't get a pass rush. They killed the Jaguars' offensive line. Blake Bortles made his debut. Oh. The Colts destroyed that offensive line. R.I.P. Blake Bortles. Yeah. Next game. <laughs> I feel so bad for it. We just talked about this on the last episode. Like, don't do this to him. And they're going to. That's Awful. The All Colts right. haven't been close enough to a quarterback in three weeks to tell what number of jersey he's wearing. <laughs> and they were all over Henny and Bortles. Let's next game. Yeah. How did no wait, one second, how did Bortles do when he came in? He was running for his life. He made some good throws, but scrambled at least three times. I saw. He he looked like a quarterback when he had time. Just there's no time. Uh Bortles was I have a stat line for you. Fourteen for twenty four. Uh, 223 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, two rushes for 30 yards. That's not a horrible stat line. Nah, he was—he looked like a quarterback. It just... Which is impressive in Jacksonville behind that line looking like a cornerback. Yeah, it's, it's, head it is, it's hard to look like a cornerback when you're playing quarterback. Okay, well, clearly I meant to say quarterback, but you, know, <laughs> you got me. Yep, that's how I roll. Next game. Next game, we've got uh, Oakland at New England. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I know you both have a lot to say about this. So, No, this is, this is a sleepy bowl. Like, <laughs> this is the most bored. The crowd was bored. Brady looked bored. The ref was the bored. He was, like, speaking. Like, he had, like, he's, like, a week from retirement and stopped giving a shit. It was, like, <laughs> burnt down. The commentator even made a comment that Tom Brady might have cobwebs uh, sometime oh. through the first because he was off the field for so long and it still didn't matter. Oh, it was so, it's such a boring game. The only thing you take from this is what I've been screaming about since week one, and now the national media is kind of you know grabbing onto it about the, the the Patriot offense. That Patriot line is pretty damn terrible. It, it's it's bad. Brady got rocked a couple times. You just like oof. They got to play Cincy. They gotta play Denver. They gotta play Seattle. It's like, ooh, I don't know, man. It's, and and it may be time to you know take Brady out of that top five uh, spot now. I mean, all time, definitely he's up there, but actually playing, I, I don't think so anymore. He needs an offensive line though. He's he's like the most prototype uh, pocket quarterback. Him and Peyton Manning. They need they need to have a pocket, and if he doesn't have a pocket, then. He can't. He, I mean, he can't scramble. He no. can't throw on the run. You know, that's that's not him. You know, he didn't move a lot in this game just because he got tired of getting hit. Take the shit in my own hands. Um, Raiders had a chance to win this game. They got a pass in the firms called down. It's like three. Uh, Darren McFadden ran a touchdown in. It was an offensive holding, which was so Raiders-y. The guy wasn't even going to tackle him, and he still held him. And then, like, turned him around and held him some more. <laughs> Took a touchdown off the board. Uh, Derek Carr threw a pick on the next possession. You know, that's the end of that game. Little known fact, everyone who scored in this game had a suffix in the last name of Kowski, of Owski. Sebastian Janikowski, Steven Gonkowski, and Rob Gonkowski. Wow. That, I mean, how hard was that for you to say, Daniel? <laughs> Bro, I've been practicing that on the train all day. <laughs> This is Daniel's interesting stat of the day. Nice. Da, da, da. All right, so let's move on to then the uh, Minnesota at New Orleans. Uh, Twenty oh. to nine, New Orleans won here. I, I heard from all my Minnesota fans who are friends <laughs> that um, okay, I could have probably said that a little more eloquently, but fuck That's it. Right, it was a nice save. That um, there was a controversial call with uh, Drew Brees in this play or in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um... Captain Munnerlin, uh, a Vikings cornerback, turned into Brock Lesnar as they start suplexing Drew Brees. <laughs> he like, suplexed him. And you can't do that, I'm pretty sure. You know, the whistle hadn't blown, but he did suplex him. 
I think the controversial call was that Breeze got up and started pushing the guy who didn't suplex him. Yeah, I didn't catch who it was that he st- like he got up and tried to start a slap fight with just the nearest person, and it yeah. was not Captain Mutterland. No, and so I think in that regard, there should have been a flag on Breeze. But you know, there's a quarterback bias, as we all know. So that I think if you're a Minnesota fan, look, it ain't happening this year. It might. He had more of a chance with Peterson. You take from this game that hey, Teddy Bridgewater looked like a quarterback. He was quick. He caught them off guard a little bit with his scrambles. They weren't prepared for it, but. You know, he, he stood in that pocket. He made some good throws. He's got a good arm. He's accurate. It's just going to come down to whether, you know, he's able to limit his mistakes. And if he, if he can do that, they've got to – they finally have a quarterback. So, I, you know, go 4-12, and 12, go get him another weapon, and, you know, enjoy being Minnesota. There's ice fishing and Timberwolves and stuff. Like I, ice fishing is fucking awesome, by the way. <laughs> I um, imagine so. Who's going to be the uh... – Number one running back in this upcoming draft. Any ideas? Uh, I couldn't tell you, college. But you don't take running backs in the first round anymore. That's that doesn't happen. Well, hopefully they don't plan on sticking with Matt Asiata because I, I wanted to ask you how he looked in this game because I didn't get to see it, but his stat line looks pretty no pretty nice. He was he was a victim of the play calling. There was a time in this game it seemed like the Vikings were just running on every first and ten. And the Saints just saw it coming. They're like, Fred, you're going to hand it off to him. Yeah, we're waiting on that. And then on third downs, they would throw it in the flat. I think late in the third quarter, uh, when the Vikings started moving the ball a little bit, they switched up the play calling and like, threw on first down and spread on second down. The offense looked a little bit better, yeah. Whoa. So. Crazy. Uh, let's move on to, uh, I think, a big upset this week. Uh, Houston falling to the Giants, 30-17. Uh, to 17. Uh, Yeah, I'd say an upset. No, not on the field it wasn't. Holy hell. Giants just beat them by 50. That's how outplayed they were. <laughs> Giants had a fumble inside the five that took away some points, and then they had a botched field goal snap. Ryan Fitzharvard is terrible. He, he just... <laughs> Ryan Canacorn Fitzharvard. Oh my god. I heard a commentator said his throws look like a cut fastball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to me any of his long balls look like he's throwing a can of you know that wobbly canacorn style thing? Yeah. You know, he just he can't if he doesn't have a running game and they aren't having great play calls based off play action and setting teams up with the run. It's oh he cannot throw the ball thirty times a game, and I don't. By the way, DeAndre Hopkins had the catch of the year in this game that was wiped out by a legal formation penalty, so maybe gone from the stat book, but not from my heart. It was it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. If you have a second, you guys need to go to YouTube. His catch that was wiped away. Oh, one handed or what? One handed over two defenders stretched out. He hit it with one hand, tossed it back to his other hand, snagged it. It was just, it was a thing of beauty. I just, I'm a DeAndre Hopkins guy just because of that catch now. And he's in my <laughs> fantasy teams. Yeah, I have him on a couple of fantasy teams. I saw him make that that catch on red zone. Pretty impressive. Oh, they showed it on red zone? Yeah, they did. Well, they show every touchdown on a red zone, but they went back and showed it. Well, because they showed it when they thought it was a red zone, or thought it was a uh, touchdown, and then they heard about the flag and had to wipe it out. But Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's wonderful. Catch of the year. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rashad Jennings had a pretty good game. I got to see bits and pieces of this game um, through red zone, and I flipped back and forth to it. Um, 30 you know, carries for 176 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he he looked like a starting running back. It was, it was nice. The Giants, you know, for the first time, the offense clicked. Uh, Eli, in the West Coast offense, when that quarterback hits that third step on the drop, he's got to be able to come out with the ball. If you watch the first two games, he just would hit that back foot and be like, oh, what do I do now? But this game... <laughs> He was getting it out quick, you know. They were in rhythm, quote unquote. I hate that saying, but they were. And then they started off the game running away from JJ Watt, and by the end of it, they're like, "I don't care what White's lined up. We're just going to run over everybody." Yeah, what uh, happened to that Houston defensive? Did they just get tired or what? Nah, they just got beat up, man. They they just got beat up on the run, and I think they were a little disheartened because they were getting outplayed. And they're all, they're like, "We're two and zero, you know. It's who cares?" The Giants really wanted this game. So I think it's a little motivation as well Ian, for the which, Giants to beat them. Ian, which uh, 
which defense do you think had more sacks? Uh, between these two teams? Yeah. But judging by the way you're asking the question, I'm going to assume it's the Giants. Yeah, they had a whopping two. Uh, but J.J. <laughs> Watt had the only one for Houston. So. No, but the Giants' defensive line, don't let that stat, that sack stat fool you. They were in Ryan Fitzharvin's face all day. He he scrambled a few times, got away from it. He got rid of the ball. They forced him into some interceptions. Defensively, that line, for the Giants, for the first time this season, JPP looked like the old JPP. And if he plays to his skill level, the Giants have a top five defense because that secondary is – that's a pretty good secondary. There's not really like a hole. Akimura, Stevie Brown, Entrell Roll, DRC, Dominique rogers Cromartie. Uh, there's talented. Yeah. I don't think JPP's back. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. No, one game he was though. Yeah, I mean that was it. That was just smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll see. Who do the? Do we know who the Giants play next week? Uh, Washington. Washington on Thursday. Uh, uh, I mean, then it's. I mean. <laughs> I think that's a decent enough matchup for him to possibly repeat. Mm, I don't, game, but... Trent Williams is a yeah, that's the stud left tackle man. It's not going to be easy. Trent Williams is not is not is not a joke. All right, so let's move on then to Washington. Uh, just barely losing to Philadelphia, thirty-seven, thirty-four. How does Kirk Cousin throw for almost almost four hundred and fifty yards? Oh, uh, it was it was beautiful, man. It was wonderful. <laughs> What happened? Where did this? What happened to the Kirk Cousins from before, who just who thought interceptions were touchdowns? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I came into this game like really down on both these quarterbacks. Like I was like, ah, Kirk Cousins sucks. Nick Foles, the product of the system. But like coming like after watching it, you had I have so much respect for Nick Foles all of a sudden because he played behind a mixed offensive line. He lost his center. He was getting hit constantly. He didn't have a running game, and he just bought time, found the receiver, great throws. He was amazing. And for the first time, you Nick Foles, I felt, won the game for Philadelphia. And as for Kirk Cousins, man, that dude, he knew where to go every single time. Like Especially in the first half, he dropped back, go right to who he knew it would be open, throw it. He made a couple of <laughs> – what's up, Megatron? He made a couple of <laughs> outstanding throws. Outstanding throws to uh, Pierre Garçon along the sideline. It, it was, you just, it was shocking. These guys look like all stars. It was probably the best game of the week. I know people talk about Denver and Seattle, but this was the best game of the week. Just hated. There was fighting. I'm looking. I'm looking at their their passing targets, and the majority for both the majority of their yardage and the majority of their targets came from short passes, left, right, and and middle, but short passes was this uh, a lot of work by the receivers making them look good or no no it was, like I said okay Philadelphia's offense is basically we're gonna move the ball quickly we're gonna get big chunks of yards to score Washington was like methodically moving up and down the field like I said he would drop back he would his pre-snap reads were amazing he knew exactly where to go every single time especially in that first half he rarely had to come off his first receiver and these weren't like just like little swing passes to the tight end and uh, he, they had a great game plan. He executed it. And there were a couple of times he had to make some, some throws in some tight windows, and he made those as well. I was shocked. I didn't think Kirk Cousins could do that. Yeah, that's insanity. Four hundred thirty yards. I mean, I wish, I wish he would have found Deshaun Jackson last week <laughs> for my fantasy team's sake. So I would have known to start him this week, and I would have, I would have beat you, Daniel. Oh, would you? I would have. Oh, sorry. I would say maybe. What if I would I won if I started Ahmad Bradshaw? I would have been. I think we would have been within like three or four points. If, we if the, it, guys. the id listeners don't know, I've beaten Drew and Ian in back to back weeks now. And I'm three zero. So, with no keepers, by the way, just throwing that out there. The world's a sad place because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I have one more question for you, uh, and it's about Deshaun Jackson. That uh, Ian talking about that made me want to look at his targets to catches, and it looks like he had eleven targets and only four catches. <laughs> I, so I, will, I will continue to let Deshaun ride the bench. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you know, Deshaun's just not the best um, route runner in between, you know, the twenties. He's a deep play guy. They try. Well, I mean, his catches, all four catches came uh, short right, and he ended up getting thirty-six yards. No, he had a whoa, whoa he I, had like I'm a. I'm sorry, he did have one long one in the middle. So yeah, four, I say like four eighty yards right for thirty-six yards, and then the one eighty-one yarder, uh, which was a short middle, and then he ran it. Oh no, that was I wouldn't say short middle at all. I mean. He beat the defender. It doesn't say here what it considers short, like what the distance is, uh, but it classified it as a short middle pass that went for 81 it, yards. It wasn't like a slant that Deshaun Jackson took. No, it was a bomb that Deshaun Jackson caught and ran. So, like, he beat – he was behind the defense when he caught that ball. It wasn't like a slant he turned up, made two guys miss, and scored a touchdown. I know it just – it was just hard to get the ball to Deshaun in between the 20s. He's, he's short, you know. The defense is actually trying – uh, Garcon's a better. If you look at the Garcon's yeah, Garcon's targets, I'm pretty sure he was. You know, most of the passes were completed towards him. He caught, was attempted towards him. He caught just because he's a better in between the 20s uh, receiver. Yeah, he's got. It, it looks like he had one drop short right, one drop middle, two drops short left. Everything else he caught. So. Yeah, uh, those drops are tough. That some, I don't know if we classify those as drops. Some of those are behind them. Yeah. He got rocked. <laughs> he got rocked once. Like, you can't if a receiver gets hit by four people at once. You can't call that a drop. I'm yeah. sorry. To be, to be fair, it doesn't technically classify them as drops. It just classifies them as not catches against the target. So. Oh, stats. Right. Look at that line to us again. <laughs> Let's move <laughs> on to the uh, the Niners at Arizona. Uh, the Niners here fall 14 to Arizona's 23. I was waiting for Daniel to jump in here. Um, oh, I, 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 I've taken the last few. I was like, I'll let you guys handle it. Um, I didn't watch this game. So. Uh, I did see this game, and uh, John Brown and Drew Stanton looked pretty good, and they seemed to have a connection. Uh, other than that, to me, it just looked like uh, San Francisco offense was kind of stuttering. You know, this was such a weird game. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was really great when they spread the field. Well, Arizona, first of all, they're just a dominant run defense team. You're just not going to beat them lining up and handing the ball off. Contavious Campbell is a beast. Larry Foote has been reju- rejuvenated, much to the chagrin of Lions, Lions and management. who gave them all that money, did nothing, fused back. But um, on the Niners' side, it's time to start worrying about the offensive weapons besides Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Frank Gore looks done, man. He looks done. And I'm not just basing it off this week. He couldn't run on the Bears last week. That's... Didn't I say that? Yeah, he may have. I, you did. Yeah, he looks done, man. Yeah. yeah uh, wow, 120, 139 yards in three games. And Kaepernick was their best runner. He was amazing. He did. He avoided at least four sacks. His offensive line hasn't been the same. This is just not the Niners team that we've known over the last few years, and they've got to adjust to it. And their secondary in this game, by the way, was garbage. Garbage. Just absolute garbage. It got to the point Stanton was like, I'm just going to toss it up, and my receiver's going to catch it, and you're not. Well, John Brown kept getting past guys. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's got some speed, and he would just – like there was no contact at the line, he would just blow right by him, and Stanton would be like, "All right, I'll just heave it up." If you, I mean, if you want to. Also, in this game, I thought the Niners really played kind of dirty. I thought they were headhunting a lot. Um, I think the I officials. Thought you, I thought you liked that. Yeah, I do, but it's still dirty. You can't get mad. Yeah, there when was you get a, for it. Yeah, there was a Stanton slid and got hit in the head, and they called a. a a penalty on it, and the camera cuts over to Staley and one of the offensive linemen freaking out about that being a penalty. Um, he started the slide. You're not allowed to touch him. It doesn't matter if you hit him in the head or not. You're technically not allowed to hit him at all. Yeah, he need he got kneed in the head, and then in the very next play, Patrick Willis got a rough in the passer. Um, Bolden headbutted. I think uh, Gerard Powers. They the Niners lost their composure. They lost their cool. Uh, Chris Culliver got a taunting penalty. And the the refs like there's one point the ref I announced the unnecessary roughness and he just looked really like annoyed again it's like stop <laughs> with the shit and you know Harbaugh Harbaugh's over there just riding the ref the whole time just screaming at him it sounds um, like they just they they took after Harbaugh and lost their fucking shit 
Yeah. Like he is wont to do. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the first time my little brother beat me in Madden, and I got so pissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just dominate a team, you dominate a team, you beat them, and then they finally get you, and it just pisses you off because they're kind of like being a little, they're talking shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I beat you 10 out of 11, you know? Well, we won the day, mother. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's true. I think San Francisco came into this game really thinking they were going to push Arizona around, and I'm not sure where they really got that from, because Arizona's, I mean, they're, they're 3-0, and and they look like a team that should be 3-0, and like, especially on defense. Their offense is just doing what they need to do, but that defense is looking really good. Defense is fun to watch. It's my favorite unit to watch. Yeah, they are good. So let's move on to the actual game of the week with two E's. Uh, Denver at Seattle. Uh, this is not the game of the week, but go ahead. Yeah. I feel that um, somebody... Everybody actually Monday asked me, "Did you do you watch the game? Uh, do you watch the Denver Seattle game?" And I said, "No." And they said, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. You didn't have to watch this game to the last drive. The last, the last fifty-two seconds. I know people want to hype the story up. Seattle was dominating this team for three and three fourths quarters. And well, Peyton had an yeah. <laughs> Peyton had an amazing fifty-two seconds. Yeah, he had amazing. He just an amazing fifty-two seconds. Did not see it coming. It cost me fantasy game. Uh, it. I turned the game off. I thought it was over. And then all of a sudden, like my phone's blowing up. Like, yo, turn back to the game, dog. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders a four, after the forty-seven yard reception. Jacob Tammy, the 26-yard touchdown, and then somehow they get the two-point as well. It was it was a beautiful thing to see, you know, uh, but they still lost. <laughs> it didn't change anything. Like, all right, he's delayed it 10 minutes, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Their defense really could not stop Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I hear a lot of people saying that if um, – if Russell Wilson wasn't in the elite quarterback con- conversation before, he definitely is now. I sat here on this. I sat here on this podcast and said before the season that guy would be top five before the end of the year. I no, that. I mean I agree. I agree. I agree with you from the beginning, and I was telling you as well that I felt the same way. Yeah. But did something like spectacular happen with Russell Wilson in this game to make people say that? I uh, mean, just his OT drive was pretty good uh, that led to the Marshawn Lynch touchdown but um, I don't know I, I didn't see anything like especially noteworthy besides that that OT drive I just thought, I thought his command of the whole offense was really great and they just had a letdown you know they had a letdown for one minute and Denver got a score <laughs> please stop Drew <laughs> I'm 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 laughing at Megatron. Why. I know, and it's throwing me off because I have a video on. That's all right. Megatron just wants a beer. Just hook a, hook a kitty up. <laughs> he, he's trying to kiss the mic, too. <laughs> it's because he heard Daniel talking. I just don't want to hear this this stat that Russell Wilson is undefeated versus Breeze, Brady, and Manning. Because let me tell you something. Russell Wilson ain't playing corner. All yeah. right, playing quarterback. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pissing me off. Yeah, yeah I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that either. Like, And, and he... It's he's not the only one out there. It's not it's not Russell Wilson against all of the Broncos. You know, it's not a one on one game. One thing the Broncos, it's time to start worrying, especially since I have Monty Ball. Like every single fantasy team I have, they they can't run the ball, and that's probably the biggest difference between what they how explosive they were last year as compared to this year. Why they're not the same offensive juggernaut through three games. Yeah, you don't have to respect the run. No, not at all, and they're. No Sean Moreno, say what you want about him. I still think he's a product of the system and got hot week one against the Patriots. Uh, they miss him. Yeah. Uh, I gave that stat, uh, Frank Gore's yards this season. It looks like Moneyball only has like 20 more-ish, 20-ish more yeah. all year. It's not good. He's killing me, man. Killing me. You said before the season, though, that you're gonna take, it's going to be a bold move. You're going to take Monty Ball. Yeah. Yeah, you said you were hitching your wagon to him. and it's, He's the, the worst running back Peyton's had so far, like. Yep. In his career, Peyton always gets thousand-yard runners with ten touchdowns. It's like the sun will rise, and a running back with Peyton shall score. I mean, yeah, it's the same happening. Okay, really, really, nope. really quick, 
really quick. <laughs> you said uh, you said he wanted Megatron wanted to drink a beer. Yeah. He really wanted a drink of watermelon mimosa enough <laughs> ice. <laughs> if you want to emasculate yourself on the podcast, I'll let Can you. Can we edit that out? Can no, that I'm, be just, edited? I'm honest. I'm honest with myself. I'm staying it. All right. I, I, I stole one of my wine coolers. <laughs> a watermelon mimosa. Okay. Watermelon mimosa. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> uh, I can't talk shit because I drink uh, hard apple cider. But, but moving on, we we got to speed this game up. Just real quick, I have this one last stat that I had just for Ian. Uh, Seattle's punter, John Ryan, because I know you like kickers and punters, had five kicks inside the 20 and was averaging 50.2 yards per punt. Good job, uh, guy. John Ryan. John, good job, John Ryan. <laughs> I don't trust him remember your name first now. names. Is he what, is he for Seattle? Punter for Seattle? Yeah. Is he old? He's been in the league for a while, hasn't he? No, he he was Green Bay's punter four, three, four years ago, maybe five. Oh. Whatever happened to Brad Maynard? <laughs> the Bears punter who used to punt for the Giants? Was Gray or no? It was Gray Maynard? No, it was Brad Maynard. Was it? Drew, you, you punted for the Packers for a while, didn't he? I have no idea. No, yeah. Brad Maynard never punted for the Packers. He's the Bears. Okay, well, it was Gray Maynard then that right, punted I, for the Packers. I regret bringing up punters. Let's move on to the Sunday night game. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday night game uh, was Pittsburgh over Carolina, uh, 37-19. Let me tell you something. Le'Veon Bell has been the best offensive player in football for three weeks. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Put it out there. You think he's rushing for 2,000 yards this year? No, but he'll have 2,000 all-purpose yards. That guy is a dual threat. He's so patient with his running. Oh, it was amazing. And he jukes forward. Like, he doesn't juke side to side like most guys do. He's, like, juking forward in the hole. And his vision, his power, his strength. I'm in love with Le'Veon Bell. I think I'm a man crush. It was (laughs) – through three games, I don't think I've seen a back run better. Easily. He is on pace for uh, almost 1,700 for the season. Wow. Just rushing. That's that's not even his receiving. That's almost 2,000. That's even closer to 1,800. <laughs> I just, okay, you, you brought up a number, and I just wanted to, you know, to get to give a baseline for that. Like, Le'Veon Bell okay. is running well. Thanks. Let me tell you something about Cam Newton and Carolina, by the way. All right. They caught Detroit off guard last week with the passing, but they think they're going to sit back and air it out with Cam Newton 30 times a game and beat people. Eh-eh, that ain't happening. They need to figure out how to get a running back in there, someone to plug in. They got to get some sort of running game because they don't have the skill position players to try to throw so much. And that's what they tried to do against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was like, all right, whatever. And even the, off- the Carolina offensive line isn't built to have teams just pin their ears back and rush their quarterback. Cam was getting hit all night. Uh, they were getting beat with three down rushers a couple of times. I was like, three down rushers. How were you getting beat? It's like, you got five people, you two on him, you two on him, and you man up. But uh, they, they, they've got to figure out how to get a running game back. D'Angelo should be healthy next week, I think. Uh, so hopefully they can get on track. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see this game, but apparently Derek Anderson had six attempts. Uh, where did that come from? Oh, they were just getting blown out, and Cam was getting hit, and they're like, ah, we'll send you to the Wolves. We'll unblink Bortles you. <laughs> well, I mean, he went five of six for 80 yards and a touchdown, so quarterback it was, controversy. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was 37 to 16. <laughs> yeah. Derek Anderson's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I just wanted to. Like, you could have whatever you want, mode. <laughs> I just wanted to make the uh, the joke comparison: Kirk Cousins, RG three. Oh, there's no controversy there I'm... anymore. <laughs> Actually, Coach Jay Gruden said uh, we've got to hitch our wagons and rally around Kirk Cousins so RG three comes back. That's what he said after the uh, press conference. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. RG three's playing. That's fact. Oh yeah. That's that's coming above. That's coming from the owner. <laughs> that, that's well, I mean, come on. I mean, he's their their like they have decided since his rookie year, he is their franchise quarterback. They're 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 gonna play him. They're gonna keep trying. Well, they're gonna close down the franchise after this season. RG three fucking done. All right, last game, the Monday night game, the Bears at the Jets. Uh, the Bears winning twenty seven to nineteen here. 
I did not watch this, so if you're expecting me to carry it, I'm well, shit, I didn't either because it's still not on NFL Rewind. Uh, I'd like to say that I watched this game. Nice, but, but I would be lying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Bears are second in the NFC North. Lions are at first. Uh, <laughs> wait, are they both two and one? Uh, yeah, but the Lions beat a division rival. Correct. Oh, they did. True. Yes. Look at you. Look at you. So, since none of us watched this game, I don't know how much we can really talk about it, uh, but apparently Geno Smith threw 43 times. <laughs> Against the Bears defense. <laughs> and only completed 26. Well, all I know is I saw the, the Bears were up big early. So, yeah. uh, I do want to say, uh, however, that... Um, Brandon Marshall fucked me good on this one, fantasy-wise. Yeah, you Matt won. Forte did too. You won, Drew. Yeah, what are you on complaining one, about? On one team that I own him on. I own him on like four teams, five teams, oh, five teams. Oh. I own him on five teams. I won one matchup. Ridiculous. Okay, to fantasy owners out there, don't start any running backs against the Jets' defense. The Jets, the Lions, or the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be an idiot. <laughs> I made sorry. the mistake. Yeah, don't, I, don't be me. I would have gave you that advice, but you're playing me, so I was not going <laughs> to you that. All right. I didn't have any other viable options, though, so I'm very shallow at running back. All right, so let's move on to our uh, Thursday preview. We've got the Giants at the Washington professional football team. Oof. Kirk Cousins, I, baby. I don't know. I've been thinking about this all day. I like, I mean, I'm big on that Giants secondary. If JPP can be JPP that I saw against Houston, uh, the Giants could win this game. Um, Washington has a lot of injuries in the secondary. D'Angelo Hall just tore his Achilles, so he's out for the season. So it's EJ Biggers and Brandon Merriweather back there. So uh, oof, good luck, Washington. Uh, the hope is that that Washington front line, which is damn good, can get to Eli and rattle his cage. He won't look as good as he did the Texans. I like Washington in this game. I'm going uh, 21-13. Yeah, I like I like Washington in this game as well. Um, I think it'll be, be more like 28-27, though. It'll be close. Ooh. Wow. Uh, I am also going with Washington. I mean, pretty much the same reasons. And, uh, yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Let's see, let's see it happen. Oh God! Are we is this? <laughs> I've heard both of you mention Kirk Cousins as to why Washington's going to win this game. The RG three fan to me is dying a little bit. I'm I'm on the I'm on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. Okay. If he's if he's not starting when RG three comes back, which you guys seem to be convinced that he won't be, he won't be. That's not happening, bro. Yeah. I want the Lions to sign. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just cut ties with Matthew Stafford and sign RG3. <laughs> the Matthew Stafford project is over. <laughs> Begin the Kirk Cousins era. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, this has been The Sports Id. You can check us out on thesportsid.net or on facebook.com slash thesportsid. You can email us, thesportsid at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at thesportsid. And the music coming up at the end here is from Matthew Maninen of the Underground West. You can check out... And Daniel! You can check out more of the Underground West at theundergroundwest.bandcamp.com or check them out on facebook.com slash theundergroundwest. <laughs> you all right there, Ian? Uh, I almost spilled watermelon mimosa on my kitty cat. <laughs> no bueno. He tried to knock the bottle out of my hand. Okay, this has been... So he's Ian. Megatron. That's Megatron. He's Drew. <laughs> this has been the Week 3 uh, Sports It NFL podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm waving. <laughs>